1: two
2: light years andy Lou, the nba draft happened tonight oh. did you know that <laughs> I, yo i didn't know I, I didn't know until tuesday but the nba draft did happen tonight on a thursday and uh, i am as excited as anybody could be after doing a uh, six hour cram session today on the nba draft so sam are you yeah, happy he, you know we called
1: it in the pre-draft show we got our we got our friend Official Light Years insider Kevin O'Connor on the show. KOC told us Patrick Patrick Baldwin is going to be the pick for the Warriors. And what happens? You know, like I said, only place you can come to for the news, Light Years. This is just a factual statement. At this point, like, when's the last <laughs> time either of you or I have been wrong? 2002? I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, the Warriors select Patrick Baldwin, number 28. Uh, I think it was a value move. Like, if you walk through the whole thing, we could be honest, there's no one the Warriors were going to draft who is going to be a major rotation piece next year. So you're drafting for the future, which is fine. You might as well take the highest upside guy. And Baldwin, coming into his freshman year, was supposed to be a top 10 pick. Everything goes wrong for him. And so now he's available at 28. And I think the Warriors who have proven that they are able to develop players and trending towards being a high development organization. They're like, he's got the talent. We don't need him immediately.
2: This is the move. Get the guy in here who has the highest upside and let's see how it plays out. I a hundred percent agree. I'm not going to sit here and act like Patrick Baldwin was 13 on my draft board. Um, I didn't have a draft board. Uh, I, but to me, I, there are a couple of things that I felt were important that the Warriors were going to do. You already mentioned a few. To me, it's you don't draft someone who's low upside, which is not Patrick Baldwin. You don't draft someone who's an undersized point guard because I think there were kind of uh, rumblings that the Warriors were looking at somewhat of a point guard to to take at that spot. You don't do that because you've already got a couple guys that can do that. That's just not where the NBA is unless you've got the greatest point guard of our time. And to me, you always want to look at someone who's a wing and a shooter and athleticism right so it looks like just looking at Baldwin that he's two out of three (laughs) it looks like he's a great shooter even though the numbers don't suggest it and he's um and uh, he's good size on him the the only thing it looks like he's just not athletic Sam but maybe they can work around that maybe they can figure out how to play help him play defense but I thought the upside is there it makes a lot of sense
1: yeah so he he had an ankle issue all year obviously word fans familiar with the ankle issue Um, so I don't know what his total athletic upside is. I just know he was limited this year. I would assume if the Warriors took him, they think that they can get that ankle right and they can work him to some sort of level. But anyway, you slice it like he's not a freak athlete. He's more of a, he's more of an auto Porter type athlete. Like when (laughs) I look at, when I look at him, I'm going to be honest with you. When I look at him, I think he could be auto Porter. And I mean that as a compliment. I mean, like uh, Wizards Auto. I, You're talking about? I, are
2: you talking about Peak Auto Porter?
1: Yeah, I'm talking okay. six, six nine, That's seven plus wingspan. Yeah. The thing that that pops when you watch Patrick Baldwin play is he's high IQ. His dad's Purchase, a coach. Sorry. He's yeah. been around. Yeah, exactly. It's it's cliche, but it's like understanding how to move off ball, understanding how to make the right pass. Like he knows how to play the game. He. Coming out of high school, people thought he had some sort of Paul George, um, Kevin Durant-esque upside. Like, those are silly comps for anyone. But you know what I'm saying? I think the big thing when you watch him, you're like, okay, he's not like the top 1% wing athlete. But he's got a lot of tools that suggest to me if he gets his body right and he continues developing, he could be an NBA player. And honestly, if you get an NBA player... At 28, that's useful, and like more importantly, he has the skill set that you want an NBA player because like there's no amount of six nine high IQ guys who can guard right. a couple positions that are too many in a rotation. So even if we're talking about, and I just want to be clear, I'm talking two to three years down the line. I'm not talking yeah.
2: this year. Yeah, yeah, the project one is is a big one. I'm glad you pointed that out. He what is he 19. I mean, just like Kaminga coming in, right? He's at least two to three years old. A- I would say at least two years away. I mean, a couple of things with him that are interesting, too. You mentioned Otto Porter. I mean, prime Otto Porter is a max contract player, whether you want to argue he deserves it or not. That was a very, very good player, Uh, mainly because he was also great on defense as a wing defender. Um, A little little more
1: versatile, more of a a three to four position defender than like, uh, you know, current
2: Otto's. Kernan a good big, maybe four real. and five, right? So, yeah, so this exactly. this guy maybe, hey, we'll see. I mean, Clay Thompson coming out of college was supposed to be a terrible defender, and and Clay ended up being one of the, one of the best two way uh, guard wings of of all time, right? So uh, Cam Johnson, I saw some people throw that out there. I thought that's interesting, just because you got a big guy that can shoot the rock.
1: Not just, not a not a terrible comp either. Or yeah. it's like maybe maybe the defensive versatility doesn't come around at the level you want, but like. Still big,
2: still can shoot, still not like a total sieve. Yeah, I think that's that's and the Warriors. If if a team can work on somewhat defensively, I think the Warriors could do that. Um, I just like I just like the way they went about it, Sam. I, I just like that they said, "Hey, as friend of the show, Kevin Durant says it's a wings league, baby." So I'm just I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad they took two last year with Kaminga and Moody. I think we were happy with that, and then and then this year they took a third one, and it makes a lot of sense. Um He's maybe more like he's kind of like maybe in more of a moody type than a coming good type because Moody's a very good shooter I mean, and Moody's he might be slower, he, right? Yeah, he might he might be more of a big, but I think you know what sure. I, yeah. you know what I sometimes think
1: about Looney was a small forward coming out. Draymond mm-hmm. was a small forward. Mm-hmm. They both played bigs. So like y- you, this is I'm going off top of the head, but I feel like if a guy comes up as a wing you have more potential to kind of move him to another position than anything else. Like if a guy is a center in high school, he's not going to become a small forward in college or pros. You know what I'm saying? But if a guy is a small forward at a lower level and he has the requisite size, you can always push him up a position. Like that's what the words do with Looney. Let's be honest about it. Looney was supposed to be a, um, you know, a hybrid forward who guarded every position and then he had a bunch of injuries, but he still kind of had the idea of how to play the game from being a wing all those years and developed himself into being a really nice big man. I think multi-skill guys who are used to playing on the wings, if they have the requisite physical skills and they want it, you can figure out a way to develop them. Even though like, I don't think the Warriors drafted Louie thinking he was going to be a our, you know, Moses Balloon, as we said, like they drafted him thinking he was
2: gonna be a forward,
1: and he just ended up he developing just ended up, be yeah. one of the, being one of the best rebounders. So and that like, well, he,
2: now now he's their number one uh, <laughs> free agency priority, right? That now they have to re-sign him, or, or you know, maybe they're kind of screwed uh, without Looney as the big two. So it's it it is crazy that you point that out. The other thing too um, is you mentioned the IQ coach's son. Weird story because he went to play for his dad uh Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I don't even know what that school and, is. Just, and
1: it ended up and it
2: ended up killing him. Kill yeah. Right. Because his dad gets fired. He was hurt, then pulls out. Team is terrible. He's not the type of player that I think is like, oh, I'm gonna handle, I'm gonna average 35 points a game because I can just chuck up shots out although although it feels although it looks like he did chuck up shots, but he doesn't have that talent, right? So they could backfire him a little bit, but the IQ stuff is, is peak warriors, right? Um from what you hear about the kid, he's extremely smart. He can pass, he can cut That's the type of stuff where I bet you, Steve Kerr, I don't think Steve Kerr makes a decision in terms of who to draft. Actually, we know that he doesn't, but I'm sure he sat there and said, if you're going to pick a guy, right, if you're going to pick a guy that's going to play the style that I want to coach, right, that's the type of player. Like, we don't need another version of Kelly Oubre or Kent Bazemore. This is a guy who not only has high upside, but can fit into a system. I think same way as Moody is like Moody's a perfect fit. Like, to me, it's just very similar in those type of players. I think Kuminga's different because Kaminga just has so much talent, you just pick him, right? But with him and Moody, those even are with two him, guys. He's,
1: he's multi-skill. Like, it doesn't take a genius to see all the tools that yeah. Kuminga has. Like, yeah. does he put them all together? I, we're hopeful, we'll see. But, like, it, it doesn't take, uh, you know you don't need to be Jerry West out here, like and, you know, no, other parts not. to see all see all the tools he has. So don't need to be Grant Liftman out here, you know. <laughs> friend, friend of the, of the show. show. <laughs> um I want to hit on the other two warrior draft picks before we bring on our guy Evan. Ryan Rollins, huh? Uh did not see that one coming. Move up to 44, trade 51. Unclear the financial compensation compensation. It does feel like they probably paid a little more to move up. Yeah, two I, million. That's crazy. I, I, yeah, I don't think they sold uh fifty-one for for more than that. But um, you know, Lightyear is just
2: always spending away. Um I just I think well, he just gets bored and he just like he gets it. it's like you know, when you do a fantasy draft, you're just like in an auction draft, they're just like, well, I'm bored. I, I don't hate to do. I hate dude, I hate auction drafts because I'm textbook guy who's like
1: I'm yep. bored, and all of a sudden like, what the Value. hell? Why How's did you? I? Why did I pay seventy-two dollars for Bradley Beal? I'm bored. <laughs> I got into a bidding war just to
2: keep myself stimulating. Now <laughs> that's uh, what Lakeham does. That's <laughs> what Although I think I think you're with me. I think this was a very cool, uh, very very cool pick. Very good pick. Yeah. Another another
1: guy who and and this one this one I'm more curious about, and we'll find out in the coming weeks if he's gonna be on the main roster or two-way. My gut says. They think they they picked him knowing he'd accept a two way. We'll see. We'll see. I don't wanna I, I don't wanna put that out there as if it's it's news. Um, sure. So I don't I don't know. Uh, but you know six three six ten wingspan, toolsy combo guard. Uh, another Michigan guy. By the way, can we talk about this? The Warriors are batting like eight hundred or nine hundred with mid- Midwest guys. <laughs> if you if you think about it, Draymond Green. Obviously a success. Jordan Poole, a success. Looney, a success. They draft, um, you know, you know, European, Derek Rose, uh Netovich. that guy. It's a bust. They do much better with Midwest guys. They just do. And uh, Rollins and Patrick Baldwin are Midwest guys. Wow. I, I don't know if I, you know, I'm obviously trying to pull something out of nowhere here. But like it does feel <laughs> like they they they
2: have a better read on those guys. Well, whoever's the scout in the mid, that's the guy. That that's Draymond the one that baby. We, we want to. <laughs> you see the video of Draymond standing over Steve Kerr. So so one of the mentions going Jacob Evans, and I'm just gonna say we're gonna yeah go well, that. yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know who that is. I don't know who that is. Uh, we'll keep it moving. Um, Ryan Rollins has to pick though. I I never heard of him. I, I at least had heard of Patrick Baldwin. I had a couple friends text me like. Um, hey, you should look out for Baldwin. He might be a guy that the Warriors are looking at. Cool. But Ryan Rollins, I had never heard about. Um, like you said, second rounder. I think some people had him in the late first, which makes sense. I found it fascinating that the Warriors moved up for this guy um, uh, for whatever reason. Because I think you were hearing that the Warriors were looking at a big point guard. So maybe instead of someone like Nemhard, who I know was thrown around on Twitter a lot, maybe it was this guy. Maybe Ryan Rollins was the guy that they had uh, tabbed, and that's why they moved up to get him. So. That, we, know pretty, we
1: know they like versatile defenders. We know they like like they're they're not a team who wants a a, a five ten point general, you know. But well, Chioza, literally. First off, world champion Chris Chioza. <laughs> that's my guy. I hope they resign him. Favorite, favorite player on the roster. Well, he can't be a two.
2: He can't be two anymore. So you're right. Maybe this guy's two. The the. The 6'10 wingspan doesn't make any sense to me. I feel like it's a lie. Like, it can't be true. I
1: mean, I mean Come on. it's a that's it's crazy. a that's that's the same build that like George Hill has. You know what I mean? Like one of those guys are <laughs> just like, God, that's a long dude. Um awesome. Toolsy guy. I'm willing to bet it's we'll we'll find out. It's too early to determine, but I am assuming uh two way, yep. you know, development project. I like it because they want to be that developmental
2: organization. They're showing they can do it. So take your shots, you know, do it. Yep. Yep. Uh, watching some of the, the scouting reports and, and stuff, it does, seem like, uh, it does seem like he's a smart player. Also can shoot it uh, from the mid-range a lot. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Brogdon, especially with the pedigree where he's just a late pick. Um, very, like, weird hesitation. Like, he, he's not going too fast. He doesn't have the Jordan pull where he doesn't have, like, quick first step and he's not doesn't go crazy he's always in control so interesting player I, I think it would just be fun to see someone like him i think the warriors needed someone in summer league uh that, that was running the point so maybe someone like him could be cool i just think the summer league team's going to be incredible sam i mean if kaminga and moody and wiseman play then you throw a ball win and uh, and rollins out there pff, i mean i, I might want those games might be more fun to watch than the regular season games in december i gotta tell you
1: Let's bring up friend of the show, Evans. Go. Let's
3: get to Evan up here. Evans, yes. our, uh, our here. official
1: draft insider. Evan, what's
3: up, man? Hey guys. Uh fun night. Um, I think you guys um you hit a lot of the stuff I was gonna say. I think uh you know, I, I didn't have the highest grade on, on both these guys, but like I definitely had Rollins like even, even fringe first. Um, back in like January or February. So give us, uh, by the way, we we need to back this
1: up. So people know, Uh, Evan from golden state of mind fame, and maybe my favorite person on the draft on Warriors, Twitter here, walk us through kind of where, where you're at with, uh, with Rollins overall
3: as a prospect. Let's let's back the whole thing up. So, the first time I watched so the way most of these prospects come up on my radar is is through stats right so I have this newsletter that I send out where I aggregate like daily stats and and this guy Rollins his name popped up like pretty much all year he was popping up and so you know normally I go through and I kind of weed out guys like oh this guy's five nine you know this guy's seven foot two three hundred pounds like those aren't prospects Rollins you know he's he's not too small. He's not tiny, but I mean, he's small, but you kind of pay attention. Um, and then you watch a little, watch a little film on him and you're like, Hey, this guy like, is pretty interesting. He can handle the ball. He's athletic. Actually, the comp that first came to my mind, if you guys watch, um, I know you watch Santa Cruz was, uh, was Jeff Doughton. Who actually, yeah, he, he played like, I think he played literally like four minutes during the season for us. But, um, so that was, you know, that was just like first came into my mind thinking like Ryan Rollins, like he's completely French prospect. So I think it makes, it's fair to say like maybe that's like a Jeff Doughton, but he, he, you know, he might have more game than Doughton. Um, in a sim, and I like, you know, maybe he's a better passer. I think in a similar, um, the issue with Rollins is really he needs to shoot. So he shot in two seasons, 30% from three, 80% from the line. So, like, I think he's more the oh. development – I think he's the developmental guy. Like, for sure he's going to be – they're both going to be in the G League to start. Yeah, I think that, Roll, that, go, that I, goes without I, saying. I think Rollins is there most of the season. I mean, you know, he's got to shoot. He's got to shoot. 80% um, from the line, that's promising if you're talking yeah. about getting to league average from three. that's that's Right. Uh, um, The other thing um, about Rollins is he's super young. So, like, he, he is a sophomore, but he doesn't turn 20 until – July 3rd, like next week, um, which so if you, think about it, if you think about it, if he was a freshman, he'd be like almost the youngest freshman in the class. So like, it's always nice when you get a when you get a guy that's like super young for his class. So yeah, I'd say Rollins is pretty interesting. Does have freakishly long arms. If you watch the combine, like he had a couple of insane blocks like during the scrimmages and you're like, wow, where did that come from? So um, he's, He's interesting, but, yeah, he definitely has to shoot. So, you know, hold, hold your breath there. Don't hold your breath on, on that one.
1: Mm. Definitely, I mean, he's – yeah, so I, I like that because it's, you know, a toolsy bet. He's going to spend the year in, in Santa Cruz. Um, hopefully it's on a two-way or something like that where they're not going to have a roster spot because – Yeah. They need the roster spots. Um, so that's interesting. Let, let's talk Patrick Baldwin, though, real quick, because Patrick Baldwin is – I don't want to say controversial, but it's like the the from where he was hype wise before the draft to where he got
3: now, um you don't see that every year. Yeah. So I think it's interesting because I mean when I looked into Patrick Baldwin, um I wasn't I wasn't into him. I don't think anybody was because he, he played really terribly and then he got injured. Um but he kind of made a comeback at the combine because it turns out he's huge he's basically like cavon Looney size so my thought was like here's a guy who i think people thought was going to be like you know quote unquote next kd like this or you know like michael porter like this incredible shooter that obviously hasn't happened um but he's huge and he's very unathletic that's the thing so he has how essentially- much are you but
1: how much how much of that are you like, like just asking how much of that is that his ankle clearly was an issue, yeah, he doesn't I think, he he's not an explosive athlete before that, but like when you throw that in there it yeah, it, it makes him look worse
3: i think i think that I think obviously that's the hope that like maybe this is still lingering uh you know injury issues uh but it does make you think like my first thought about Baldwin like at the combine was like, hey, this is kind of the loony path um you got a guy who had. He was literally like number one prospect at some point in his high school class. Um, then he chooses to go to this Milwaukee to play for his dad. So he's like a coach's son. Uh, the team was terrible. He was terrible. Then he gets injured. And so he had just a shit first year, you know, and he loses all his value. And I remember during that time with the Looney pick, you know, everybody's like, well, he was a top prospect, but if you can get him at 30, you know where where we got him, maybe you could salvage his career. So at this point I'm like Myers and and, and you know their staff, they've earned this pull basically. Like like this is a lottery, this is a slot machine. And I'm like maybe I had other guys higher on my board, but if there's a team that I'm like, yeah, okay, I I think you guys have earned this this the right to to get this pull. So I'm I'm, you know, fairly optimistic. I think he definitely plays in the G League and, and you know, figures things out. But uh, there's some chance he, he, he could eventually, uh, you know, be a real player.
2: I, uh, I don't want to throw you on the spot, Evan, but I am, uh, because there's two more <laughs> names. There's two more names. Uh, the Warriors end up with GUI Santos. I, think that's how you. think that's how you say it.
3: I think uh, it's in Yeah, no, I was gonna Guy. say Gui or yeah. Gui or, Guy yeah.
1: or Uh, obviously, Andy, Andy's yeah. into the Yeah. So mixed literally. Sports. Literally,
3: <laughs> I—that's one guy completely off my radar. Except that a couple days ago, I saw saw his name on a on a analytics model, and he was like oh. number twelve. He was like number twelve oh, in the God. model. I was like, who the who the hell is this guy? Might, might want to change the model. Uh, but yeah. the Warriors also got Can't a two-way guy. Spreadsheet out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who's who's a two-way? I haven't seen it. Uh, Memphis guard Lester. Qu- oh, Quirin- Lester Quinones. Okay. Yeah. Quin- there you go. Quin- he, this is this is who I call shorts guy. This is a famous <laughs> famous player in my uh, Twitter timeline from like three years ago. So when my he buddy a, just
2: texted me the same thing, by the way. About the
3: when when he was a freshman, I, I don't I don't think he wears these shorts anymore. But like he wore these super super shorts that made his leg like like he was like going to like the beach or something to like tan his legs. And like when he was a freshman, I, I really liked him. Like I thought he was super. Interesting, um, you, you know, he's 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 a fun player. Like he can pass, he has size. I think for him, it never really all came together. But like, and, and it, you know, it's got to be the shooting and and defense and things like that. And Memphis was just a total shit show for the last few years. But um, yeah, that's fun. I, I actually like it. Just call him Short Sky. <laughs> that's
1: incredible. I, um, I I did myself a favor and googled it, and I get it. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Evan, appreciate you hopping through. Yeah. Thank you, Moon.
2: Dude, right. he knows everyone. He freaking knows everyone. He's just a two-way dude, and he's, he knows him from three years you ago. You know, a- Evan's, Evan's resident
1: Lightyear's draft expert. It is – hey, you got to be in tune into college to know all the ins and outs, and my man is. So. Oh, my God. Incredible. All right, if you want to call in, press the button. We're ready to get to the goons. Oh, there we go. What's up, Dylan? How you doing, man?
4: Not much. I uh, I'm gonna tell you guys, I don't have a lot of deep insight to the draft, like most people. I remembered it was happening as we were, you know, drunkenly celebrating the the championship. Um, I don't know, man. Like. I'm not a huge fan of the Patrick Baldwin pick, but I know like he's not going to play for like two years. Like he's, this is a G league, you know, a G league draft. So I'm I'm, like, you guys, I'm kind of really excited to see like what the mix looks like on the G league. And you know, quite frankly, what, uh, what Mr. Wiseman looks like, you know, with, uh, with these guys. So big Jim, Jim. big Jim, big
2: Jim.
1: Appreciate you calling in Andy. What were you saying about that? You saw, Uh, uh,
2: Oh, uh Jamario Buya or Buye is uh going to be a Miami Heat. Uh so I thought that was pretty cool because he's one of my favorite players uh to watch this uh during the during this during the March band this season. I like it. I love it. All right, let's get to our guy, SF Bay drummer. By the way,
1: if you tried to call in two minutes ago and there's technical issues, try now.
5: What's up, man? <laughs> Yo, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? I ain't talked to you guys in a minute. But, you you know, I looked at the draft. Um, I paid attention, I guess, to who we drafted. And, you know, um, I'm happy to have some projects on the line. It looks like we're going to have some wings, you know, for the future. Um, And, um, you know, I'm just happy that we had a parade. It looks like the real team in blue and gold from up north knows how to have a parade. So the Rams should actually come up our colors. And go back to Navy. <laughs> crap they have. But uh, other than that, you know, um, let's go Warriors. Um, and, you know, I'm excited for free agency and see who wants to flock over and get a ring. What's up?
1: Man? I appreciate it. By the way, I appreciate the Ram slander out of nowhere. I hadn't even thought about their fake parade. Like, they have eight fans in L.A. It, it's, it's our guy, Domin, um, Rob Lowe. And like I don't know, Sean McVay. That that's like the entire fan base. Like I don't even think like half their players would wear other teams' jerseys if they could. You know, it's, it's not a. Um,
3: it's, it's. I'm sorry, it's just not the same. It's not the no. same
1: as as no. warrior warrior parade down Market Street.
2: No, no,
1: it's L.A. Man, you know
2: how L.A. is. Everything's fake out there. <laughs> <laughs> Some, sometimes it's a good thing though. If you know, you know. Um, know. Say anyway, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that for the post-show. Alex, what's up, man?
6: <laughs> hey, uh, just want two quick ones. First, uh, for Lester Quinones, he's one of the rare guys who actually played college basketball games with James Wiseman. So... That's a pretty.
1: Or are you, say, are you pretty saying cool. they signed him to throw lobs
2: to Wiseman to make him? feel Oh better? my God! When he brought up Ben Evans at Memphis, I should have. It should have clicked. He played. Wow. Played in all three of
6: James Wiseman's Memphis games as his teammate. So, uh, it's that's a pretty. <laughs> hold
1: it! Hold it in the chat. Going is the Wiseman whisper? <laughs> uh,
6: perhaps. Who knows? But also, so uh, and my suspicion was this when they traded up. But does the fact that Hollins is probably actually a 15-man roster guy and not a two-way guy kind of change how you view that pick? And that's something apparently that Myers just said to the media. Yeah, it's interesting. It looks like
2: he's going to be on the roster. Yeah. um, I'll say this. Yeah, I'll say this. I mean, it depends on what the free agency is going to start. We have no idea. It does tell me a couple things, though, Sam. I don't think it'll impact them looking to re-sign the core guys. Looney, GP2, if they can get Andre, uh, Otto. Like, if they can get those guys, they'll get those guys. But I do think three guys are off the roster. I think you can imagine who. Um, I, I think Lee's gone. I think JTA's gone. I think b is gone. Like, I don't think those guys are coming back. Maybe. Or some combination of them.
1: I, th- I do think you're right. I do think that they want to have a couple developmental spots on the bigger roster as if there wasn't um, enough already. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying again, my personal opinion is it does not matter if they bring back the three free agents that they have. If they bring back GP two, right. Looney auto auto Porter and Looney, because yeah. now you're talking like, like we've been through this and I'm going to repeat it right now for the show. All right, under contract: Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Wiggins, Pool, uh, Pool. That's five guys. And then obviously you got Kuminga, Wiseman, and Moody as three like high potential development guys. So that's eight guys. If you have three vets of GP2, right? Um, Otto Porter and Looney's caliber. So, now you so got right. eleven guys. Right. That's a pretty solid rotation. It's okay right. if you have a Patrick Baldwin and a Rollins behind those guys if if you have a strong
2: 11 in front of them, of
1: course.
5: Right. Right. So, so uh, it so, that, so it doesn't real.
2: affect. You're saying though it doesn't affect and I agree. It doesn't affect them trying to re-sign those three guys, which is the most important part of the offseason. season. No, uh, it shouldn't.
1: it shouldn't. I mean I mean it it, yeah. it, it's not a it doesn't change the financials. Like it's still going to cost them a lot of money to resign, us guys it doesn't it doesn't make it less so i want to see how it plays out because in my opinion they do need two to three veterans um and not just like kind of you know put everything in the hands of moses Moody no and, no, and no
2: no i don't think they'll go down that route either so i'm with you
1: all right we'll keep moving
2: let's go to zach up here
4: hey guys can you hear
1: me yeah we can hear you what's going on
4: yeah. I think just my, my overall takeaway on Baldwin is I think, you know, whatever happens with his body is probably going to determine where he is because he's definitely going to shoot and he's big, but I mean, he looks pretty slow to be honest. And I was listening to Sam Vecini and he said his testing numbers were like backup center level at the combine in terms of explosiveness, which is not ideal. Um, but You know, I think whatever they did with Looney, where he was – this year he was stronger and also, like, dunking more. And uh, and I think the pool has gotten stronger and a little quicker since he's been in the system. And, you know, guys do develop physically. So I I just think that's probably going to determine how much success he has long-term.
1: Yeah. Uh, Zach, I can't disagree with you on that one. And that's kind of why, you know, I think he's a multi-year developmental project. He's not – it's not ready to play in the NBA. It just isn't. Uh,
5: also, and, and, also, and that's and that's
1: fine, but it's just like how long, you know, you know, it's just like you can improve your
2: athleticism. He's also not healthy. Uh, apparently, yeah. Bob Myers is saying that Rick Salabrini literally went and took a look at him and said, "Yeah, he's not healthy. Like he's his ankle is just not 100 percent." So I, I'm starting to think he, I doubt he plays summer league. Um, I don't think it's a situation where it's it's a serious injury. I don't think it's like a torn meniscus, right? So. Uh, like our guy big jimmy so i i think he'll be fine but yeah he's just that may have affected part of the combine stuff like the warriors totally totally. i mean and
1: and i've felt that the whole way through okay you watch you watch the film on him he's not a terrible athlete you guys film on him the last year he looks like a terrible athlete and that's health like get a guy's body straight like he's not going to turn into He's not going to turn into, you know, like peak Paul George throwing down dunks, but he can be a better athlete, if that makes sense. Yeah, anyway, move forward. My point is, I agree with you. He's, he's not healthy, and that's part of the reason he's a little bit of a project. Archie, what's up, man?
5: Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. No, perfect. Um, Yeah, I'm, I, I don't feel good or bad about uh, PBJ getting picked up. I think the big thing for him. Um, Is development. Um, I think it's good that uh, Warriors brass um, overall uh, did draft um, multiple players um, just from a development standpoint to kind of light a fire under um, Kaminga, Moody, just to let them know like spots they have to be earned more so than just given. Um, so I think that's good moving forward. I love the fact that uh, we spend some cash just to do it with all of the. You know, um, stuff that we've kind of been hearing from the media as far as like, oh, they they just have unlimited money, yada yada yada. So it was really cool to see um, Lacob just not really bad enough to put some. <laughs> Pretty money funny on. stuff. Pretty funny yeah. stuff. I had one thing that was non-draft related, but it was to the Warriors. That's something that I think Bob Myers said. Um, I love the fact that you know, coaching in the front office is very honest for the most part. Uh, but I did not really care for the um, the statement that was kind of made as far as how they felt of us being um, a championship uh, contender going into the playoffs this year. Um, not because they weren't being truthful. It just kind of sometimes plays into how we feel as fans when we're watching. What, what did they say? Um, I think it was Bob Myers was speaking about uh, a conversation he had with Kerr going into the playoffs where they both felt yeah i uh, know i know it's a conversation you're talking yeah, about you know what yeah. i'm talking about sam it it, it it was you know the thing is it's like you don't get honesty with a lot of organizations for the most part but i felt like that was one of those rare moments where it's like that's not the thing you want to be totally honest about because we look at it from a different perspective of course and of course they do um but to not really have that belief in the team, especially when you have what you have on the team, um, both with older players as well as the players you were developing. Um to not see that potentially happen even in this season, I just kinda thought it was crazy. So it kinda irked me. But I, I did like the draft this year.
1: I'm i I'm with you, Archie. Appreciate the call, Andy I sent you the full quote. I sent you the yeah, full I know, quote. I knew, so knew the quote.
2: Up. I just wanted people <laughs> there's there's people that don't know it, so I figured I'd I you know.
1: Have them talk about it. Um, The quote is just to be clear, Bob Myers said sometime before the playoffs to Steve Kerr. I don't know if this is a championship team. Myers said he kind of agrees. He said they had a good laugh about it after the chip saying, what do we know? I want (laughs) to throw one thing out there before I let Andy react to this, which is I do think there was some reference to like the injuries they were going through at that point. Was like the major driver of that quote like Draymond was hurt um, Steph and all that sort of stuff but with that said
2: I turn the floor over to Andy <laughs> um hey they won a the championship I, I mean like uh, these guys aren't gonna say that if they didn't win a championship I also think these guys are tongue in cheek I gotta you know how Steve Kerr and Bob Myers are, man. These guys are always everything's a joke, everything's funny, everything's a quip. You know what I mean? Everything's kind of witty with these guys. Of course, they'll say some bullshit like this. So, I don't, I don't know if I take it that seriously. I think they're just having a little bit of fun because they know they won the title, they know they're champions. So, um, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know how much to, to, it doesn't. It doesn't annoy me. But then again, nothing annoys me now, Sam. After the fourth title, nothing annoys me. I don't play, the, play the tonight. results. Play the results.
7: Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> how life
1: goes man it's the results that matter William what's up man yep.
3: uh, yo so I only have like two things uh, first off uh, Green Room fix your app bro I was trying to go live for the game 6 celebration and just publicly apologize for Wiggins basically for turning into Rodman and Pippen hybrid so you know what he's a war's forget it it is what it is Uh, But the second thing and more fun question is like, what is more likely to happen? Joku and Moody competing for summer league MVP or Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, not being able to figure it out and leaving (laughs) after spending. I appreciate that.
1: William, I appreciate that. So, I know how I feel because I don't think Kuminga or Moody are going to play more than one game in summer league, just based off of what I've seen of previous teams in summer league. I think Kuminga is going to play one game in summer league, throw down 18 dunks, uh, hype Andy and me up. You know, at one point, Andy will get on Twitter and be like, Giannis (laughs) 2.0. And then and then that's it. He's going to go party in Vegas and he's going to go on a vacation. Um, (laughs) Meanwhile, I think KD and Kyrie is going to drag out, and it's going to be hilarious to watch.
2: <laughs> I, we probably should have talk, talked some KD and Kyrie, but man. Well, we're what, here, what we're an, here now. What, what an absolute debacle in Brooklyn, man. I, I know you've heard rumblings that KD hasn't been happy about things over there, too, in the last few months. So this doesn't necessarily come as a surprise, but the fact that it's now public is is pretty funny just watching – It's just like everyone's saying, man, who would have thought? Who would have thought that a combination of Kyrie and KD would not lead to a great partnership from a team perspective? Who would have known? I
1: just love Kyrie acting like a victim here. He's like, they're not going to give me a full max? What? It's like, bro, dude, you haven't played basketball in three years. Like, what what are we doing here? It's always something. Like, who takes PTO and NBA? You know, like,
2: <laughs> come on, man. I mean, he's not even taking PTO. He's just refusing to work and for, no, for like 80% of that, the though. time. Yeah, right, right, right. But, you know, like the guy is absolutely ridiculous. The, the funny part about Kyrie is like people are like, oh, my God, he averaged 30-plus points on, on, you know, whatever shooting for them. I'm like, yeah, he plays <laughs> once a week. He's playing once a week. Of course he's killing people. These terrible defenses that are playing every other day. So, what an absolute joke I you know yeah, I, I,
1: I had... what is what does Steph shoot if he only plays once a week and he has <laughs> fresh legs to to just dissect defenses you know, know. It's, it gets to it gets to the point and like I get KD's perspective which is like well if he leaves I don't have anything here but
2: I don't know man it's... Brother, you, 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 you did it to yourself I'm not gonna say you deserve it but shit man like you chose to leave and go team with KD uh, with Kyrie. You got to team down with anyone else? I mean, shit. Probably should have go teamed up with Kawhi or something.
1: Uh-huh. Who also hasn't played. But yeah, that's that's a true. Play. <laughs> hey, at least, at least my guy, at least he has an excuse.
2: Yeah, yeah, Kawhi cares. Oh my goodness. we'll, we'll see how it goes in Brooklyn. I Kaminga and Moody, man. I do want to see them play one game in summer league, like you're saying. They're probably they're probably not gonna play in the Vegas Summer League, huh? Do you think they'll play in that
4: one?
1: No, no, I think I think they will. I think, oh, I think um, they will. Okay. My 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 gut feeling, and we'll find out in the next week, is they play the Friday night game so that they can be
2: in Vegas on Friday night. You think yeah. they'll play the California Classic in Chase? Mm, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Those guys are I too think, good now anyway, right? Those guys averaging like 20, 30 points in G League. Like, what are they doing in the Summer League, right? Yeah, I, I think
1: they're going to do what most second year players do, which is play the Friday night showcase to hype people up and then get their Friday night in Vegas. It's pretty good. It's the it's Andy Lou uh, hey, 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 hey I'm, go, I'm going here for business, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, the, really, the more important piece is they need James Wiseman to be healthy and playing that one, but. We'll keep it moving. Be easy. What's up, man? Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Not much.
1: Can we can we talk
6: uh, free agency?
1: Yeah, absolutely. What, what do you got for us?
6: Um, uh, it's looking it's looking bleak for for our boy Kevin.
2: Um, I wouldn't mind him back. I wouldn't mind world dominance again. Like, damn, you know, make the NBA cry again. But he's Kevin. Probably end up with like CP.
1: Oh, you think you think he's gonna end up on the Suns? Yeah, most likely. He's he, he's a snake, bro. Like it's Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kevin.
2: <laughs> Let's not forget. Let's not forget. Um, how likely is it that we we keep our rotation pieces that won like the te- championship, especially Otto, um, big wing, big value? Um, how likely is it that we that we keep him? I'm feeling kind of skeptical but
1: how likely is it VZ appreciate the call um, one Andy I I allowed myself to imagine if Kevin Durant leaves and in my mind I'm sitting here going he's gonna go to Memphis just because they talk so much about the Warriors oh my god <laughs> Oh my. God. yeah I know you I know you can see it in your mind oh you can my. you you're you can you're envisioning it right now
2: what is I, I literally just envisioned it so what's the trade what's the move there do they trade Jaron Jackson? No way. What's No, what's it's, the, it's
1: like it's, – it's the poo-poo platter of like Zaire and Dylan and like right, every right, pick. Right. And like that's – like the the moves
2: about the picks, not about like those guys. So, so. it's Jaw, JJJ, and KD. I mean that's a squad. It, 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 it's objectively a squad. It yeah, is that's a, squ- oh a squad. Oh, my God. Hey, honestly, I kind of want it. I kind of need it. That is – I mean, just, just KD playing with the, the new age modern version of Russell Westbrook in John Moran. I mean, this is, this is, part. I mean, JJJ, who's the version of Serge Baca. I mean, this is beautiful. I mean, we need yeah, it. Yeah. Jaws uh, a little more surgy, bro, but I hear, I hear you. I hear you on that. I hear you on that. I think that. they're both better versions, but yeah,
1: right. Um, To uh, VZ's point, okay. Who do the Warriors keep? So obviously three free agents that we're we're going to be talking about at least for the next week and a half until it's
2: official. Looney, GP two, Otto Porter. So I think they keep two. Uh, I've waffled on the, the first one's Looney. They keep Looney. I think that's, that's I would obvious. be I would
1: be I I'm, I think you and I are aligned on this one. Yeah. Not only would I be heartbroken, I would be shocked. Yeah. If Looney, if like. If someone stole Looney from them, like yeah. that's the one, like I wouldn't be surprised if GP got left. I wouldn't be surprised if Auto left. If if someone comes in and takes Looney, I'd be like, come on, man. I might I cry. I didn't see that one coming. That's that's
2: our guy. You you think I I, I keep thinking that GP two is gonna stay, and I think Auto's gone. The more I think about it, the more I do feel like Auto was so injured all season that I just don't think anybody's given him that much money. He he's just not healthy enough. So. As as much as it hurts me to say, I think there's a higher chance of GP2 leaving for 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 something like eight like 10 million, Caruso the Caruso deal. More, yeah. yeah, what did Caruso get? Like more than more than ten? Like yeah, he, he got, got, he got, he got ten. Right. He got four for
1: forty. Yeah. Okay,
2: yeah. So I it breaks my heart. Do you feel the same way?
1: I yeah. I mean, all inclinations are they're they're more interested in keeping GP2 than 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 auto's It's the right choice. It's the right yeah. move. I mean, it is just because, like, I don't know if Otto's going to have a year as healthy as he did again. Um, and, and and I don't mean that. Like, I want Otto to stay. I really enjoy his play, but, like, the dude has a lot of physical issues. And, um, he, and he wasn't even that healthy. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, that's the tough part about Otto. No, but I, I'm with you. I do think GP's more likely to be the one that, there's that that like a team makes them feel uncomfortable about, you know. So we'll see. If we'll I see. if I like,
2: were the Lakers or if I were something with maybe I have some cap. though that many teams that have that much cap space. But throwing them a three thirty or four, like I, I mean, I would with GP two more than Auto, right? If you was that way, I guess if you're I guess if you're war, if you're Bob Myers or or whoever, the question is like, who can we replace with Kaminga and Moody, like, you know, uh, out of GP and Auto.
1: And it's probably auto. It's probably auto. Probably Otto, probably probably on, yeah. 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 He like because neither of those guys are point of attack defenders, like GP. No. And neither of those guys are centers. Like Looney Looney held it down, man. Like
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. so. Yep. I mean, I think all I think Moody's about to get like fifteen, twenty minutes next season. I think same with Kaminga. He should. He should, by the yeah, way. Yeah, those those two guys are gonna get real minutes. Like they're not yeah, they're gonna play real minutes. All right, Mikus, what's up, bro?
7: What a legend. I, uh, what a legend. Just got off of work. Had to stop and grab a drink or two. Enjoyed the course. draft. Of course. Sure, show that is the Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers. All good stuff. Um, love the pick. Love, love, uh, love, you know, KOC called it. He's doing the turnaround, no looks, step 3 and I was sold. I saw the first shot. I was like, I'm sold. I don't. I don't know Patrick Baldwin at all. Won't act like I know anything about him. I know he's got the the injuries, but stash him and hey, 2028's looking looking real nice. So let's let's uh, plan for it. But um, uh, have I don't know if we guys, if anybody's talked about this, but it's been discussed. I got a couple questions, obviously. But have have who do we think is being eyed to? Step up and take the Mike Brown role. Do we think that we're going to hire internally and, and promote somebody? Oh, it's, Do we think uh, it's Kenny. Is it, a, is it officially t- is Kenny taking Mike Brown's role? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I, I was wondering, I saw some people on the timeline were talking about Vogel and maybe like going out and looking for a defensive mind and assistant coach. Uh, I, I thought that was interesting, but uh, okay, if it's Kenny, it's Kenny. Never mind. Uh, how many minutes per game are we expecting out of Moody, Kaminga, and Wiseman next season? Do we anticipate them all being part of the main 11-man rotation? And let's operate when I ask this, that Looney, Porter, and Otto are all returning, as well as the core four, because obviously Andrew Wiggins, core four is real, and uh, Jordan Poole, but let's operate that Andre is also not back. And uh, lastly, what's our expectation for Clay next year? He's going to have his first full, healthy offseason for the first time since 2018-2019. And usually when people have these lower leg injuries like that, their first year, they're not as good, but by that second year, they've had some time to recover, get better. Are we expecting a much better version, or maybe not a much better version, but a, a you know a better version of Clay with his lateral quickness, his defensive abilities, his shooting consistency? Are we expecting that to return a little bit, or are we more on the camp of he's older, he's washed? He'll still have his not washed, but he'll still have his moments of you know greatness. But as a whole, we can kind of forget that 2017, 2018 Clay, and it's more of a. Close to what we saw this year or we think that this offseason and all that will help what do we think
1: there you go all right mika's appreciate the call um the, to the first one i kind of think they're going to all play 20 minutes a game yeah that's my guess um you know there'll be games where they play 10ish there'll be games where they play 30 and i think it's going to come out to 20 um just to be just to put perspective into this andy uh, kuminga averaged 16.9 minutes per game last year okay interesting and you know, he was kind of yo-yoed a little bit. I think he's going to be closer to 20 this year. I think Moody, I was surprised he didn't play more down the stretch. But, like, yep. he's he's clearly a guy who can give you, like, 15 to 20 minutes a game. Easily. Uh, be that, like, backup wing uh, behind Clay, and kind of, you know, there'll be some games where he plays 30 minutes and there'll be some games where it's, like, more like 12 and I'll average about 20. Um And then Wiseman, you know, he's going to get 20 minutes if he's healthy. Like, that's the thing.
2: Uh, That's the one I'll push back on. I'm not sure if that's true. Uh, Okay. I I just, I don't. Moody and Kaminga, I feel confident that they're going to be able to play well. It it just, to me, I feel like last year they showed enough glimpses to where I think they'll be better than what JTA was this season and and Damian Lee was and and even Belize, who wasn't very good for long stretches of the season. Like, I, I would take all those minutes and give them to those two guys. I'm pretty confident that They'd be okay in those minutes at the very least. With Wiseman, I just, I just, I don't, I don't feel like we could pencil in any minutes for him at all. I would pencil him for zero minutes. And he played basketball two years. When he's been on the floor, he hasn't been good to no fault of his own because he was on a bad team. Um, and he also didn't play, right? He didn't play last season. So I wouldn't count on him at all. Um, the Clay stuff is interesting, though. I think in general,
1: I'm going to split the difference. I think he's going to be marginally better. I'm not expecting him to be what he was pre injury, but I do think he'll be better than he was last year. And I'm excited to see how that Yeah, the only
2: guy that I feel like is going to age better than Steph from, a, from a, like a size skill perspective is probably Clay, right? It's just his role's easier, obviously. He doesn't have to carry an offense, but big, could shoot, uh, smart. And uh, he got better defensively as the season ended, actually. He got better guarding Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and those guys as that series was ending. He got better in the series every time he played. He got better guarding Luka uh, the deeper that series went. So, yeah, I actually am pretty pretty optimistic about Clay. Um, it got very weird at the end of the season where you just felt like, man, this guy's playing the most amount of minutes on the team and you just never felt like it was an injury concern, right? Even with Steph when he's playing high minutes and he hasn't been injured in a while, especially that ankle, we're just like, oh, my God, he just twisted his ankle, right? You remember, you remember Steph twisted that ankle after one of the games. and You're just like, oh, my, oh, my God, is he okay? And it's been like eight years since he's had like legitimate ankle issues. Um, I just just don't feel like that's going to happen with Clay, right? It just feels like he's going to play all, play like 70 games if he could next season. And,
1: uh, yeah, man, I agree. All right, a couple more calls and then we're done. Uh, Jason, what's up, man? Hey, guys, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's going on, bro? What's up? What's up?
4: Um, I want to talk about the, the the little like, Route that Patrick Baldwin's career could go more on the optimistic side. Um, we you guys talked about a little bit earlier how Kavon Looney kind of came into the league as a as as kind of like a forward hybrid sort of thing. Uh, I just wanted to supplement that a little bit a little bit. Uh, Patrick Baldwin's like six nine two twenty listed right now, and Kevon Looney coming out with six nine two twenty two. So just something I thought was pretty interesting, and that's uh, something that we could look forward to, maybe perhaps um and then more so on the topic of expectations for this year coming up i think we're in like a unique position because you of course don't want to get complacent after you win a championship but most most of our complacency it doesn't really lie in like finding new players i think so much of our roster has to can, can get better themselves like with all the young guys and stuff so i think uh it's a pretty optimistic look on this year and i think I think back to back is imminent. I just want to know what you guys think. Imminent. Like, Jason, fantastic. I love it.
1: And and you are right. And that's like kind of what um, I don't want to say it sucks because it doesn't suck. But like from a content standpoint, we're talking about the draft. And like I can talk myself into Patrick Baldwin being exciting. But what matters next year is Moses Moody. Yes. It's Jonathan Kuminga. Patrick Baldwin's a guy that like. I, it feels like baseball. It's like when you draft a guy, and you're like 2024, baby. You know, right. like that sort of thing, right? Like yeah. it's like, but the players who are gonna make the difference next year are Kuminga, <laughs> Moody, Wiseman, the guys we already have in the roster. So
2: I mean, Jordan Poole, even. I mean, I mean, Jordan yeah. Poole and Andrew Wiggins, like those are two guys that, um, uh, Jordan Poole especially can get better. I mean, he's 22 freaking two years old, and we'll see if he gets his contract extension. But he's someone that. You know, coming into this season, we didn't know who he was going to be, right? We we thought he was going to be good, but maybe not this good. So next season even better. And then, then and Andrew Wiggins was he went up a level in the postseason. Does he does he keep that up in the regular season moving forward, or or is he, you know, is, is he in the vet stage of his career where Andrew Wiggins is going to be relaxing in the regular season, which is fine. Um, but yeah, I'm with you, man. There's there's just a lot of a lot of internal growth, which is why it would be nice if the Warriors sign a PJ Tucker or, or a uh, Nick Batum or something like that, even if it's unlikely, but. I think there's a lot of a lot of players on this team that can that can kind of play in those roles.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and you know what? We'll be we'll be back next week. We'll figure out how free agency there goes, because go. like, cause that's like more imminent to all this. But you know what? There's one guy we gotta end the show with. Uh yes. Yo
6: yo, what's up guy?
1: Mike <laughs> Walters, what's up, bro? Uh,
6: not not much. I, I love the draft draft geek here, but you know, there's not much you can talk we're about, about we're you're both about.
1: we're we're both draft guys, you know.
6: Yeah, you know, it's, oh yeah, you know, it's like let's dive in right before. Um, you know, but that's all we're doing too is watching YouTube It's like what the hell do I know? Um, that being said, um who would you sacrifice from our list of free agents um to clear up a roster spot for like a Rollins? right um or to clear up a roster spot for one of those batum type guys who who who's on your short list of like yeah it was nice to have you here i'm glad you were at the parade but i see ya. um is it a jta is it lee is it Bielitsa? or do you or or either of you worried about one of the bigger contributors just walking because they got a uh an offer that we couldn't stomach for some reason um, i mean it be I mean, it's nice that we have Baldwin. it's nice that we picked up some guys but what do you guys think about that all
1: right, Michael Walters. Appreciate you calling. I mean, if it's not about money, it's got to be Lee or uh, JTA. Sorry, it just does. And yeah. then, um, and you can throw Bielitsa And like, it comes down to, uh, you know, are we talking about a guard, a wing, or a bit? Because um, all three of those guys were useful rotation pieces, but they're kind of end of the
2: bench, right? Yeah. So yeah, if you're yeah. talking about like taking someone, one of those, you know, it, it sucks, but it is with it is Yep, I'm uh, I'm with you 100% of the way. Right. End of the day, as as we get out of here, I, I like the draft. I like I like the type of traits that they went for today. So, pretty cool, man. I think the Warriors are in a good place. There's no uh, no complaints, and then we'll be back next week. We will appreciate it, Al.